Well, hello and welcome to the Jill Lublin Show. I'm so glad you've tuned in because today we have an amazing special guest and her name is Deborah Poneman. I'm pleased to call Deborah both my friend, colleague, wonderful woman in the world. And I want to tell you how amazing she is because for over 40 years, Deborah has been, she's first of all, best-selling author. She's the founder of Yes to Success. And she shared her systems with tens of thousands of people around the world to create lives of success and abundance and deep happiness, self-love and lasting self-fulfillment and inner fulfillment. Known as the mentor to the mentors, Deborah's students have used her teachings to become mega successful entrepreneurs, renowned transformational leaders, and New York Times bestselling authors, millionaires, and billionaires, even household names. But Deborah feels her greatest accomplishment is not only that she has taught so many people how to live the dreams, but also to look in the mirror and love the person they are. Thank you, Deborah, for being on the show. Thank you that I could look at you and love the person you are, because I just adore you, and um, I'm so honored to be on your show. Well, thank you, and it's an honor to have you here. And I, I know you teach principles on how to create a successful life. I've seen your students go on to huge accomplishments. And let me just ask you, what's your definition of success? You know, it's so funny because you would think that that would be the easiest question for me to answer because I've been teaching yes to success for 40 years. But the truth is, I know what success isn't. And success isn't a big house and a fancy car and enough money to go on vacations because having taught this for 40 years, I see that when people strive for those things, more often than not, when they get them and they haven't done the inner work and they haven't created inner success and they can't look at the mirror and love the person that they see, they get the big beautiful house and they walk into it and it's like one of those movie sets. There's nothing on the other side because the house doesn't fill the emptiness that they still feel. I love one of the definitions of success. So I say, don't expect if you get those things, the corner office, the raise, the whatever it is, that it is going to make you ultimately happy. And that's no big secret. We look at the movie stars and the masters of business and the rock stars and they get everything they thought they wanted and then they kill themselves because it is such a huge lie. But what I believe that success is, is Use your talents, use the talents that God gave you and create something great in your life that contributes to other people. Because there is nothing that increases that oxytocin like doing something that enhances somebody else's life. Like you talk about in your book, The Prophet of Kindness. That is what gives you the feeling of true success. And just pick something great to do and do it. And great for one person might be to open a donut shop. And great for another person might be to develop the technology that lands a man on Mars or a woman on Mars. But it's not so much the goal, but it's the journey. The great Earl Nightingale once said that success is picking something it's it's the success is the progressive 
realization of a worthy idea or goal. He doesn't say it's when you get to the worthy idea or goal. It's the journey. It's a progressive realization because the truth is, Jill, you might as well enjoy the journey because you don't know if you're going to wake up tomorrow morning. There is not one person who can guarantee that. So if you're waiting just to be happy for the moment that you reach the goal, what a sad life that will be. So every day, pick mini goals, celebrate when you, when you reach those mini goals and use those talents so you don't lie on your deathbed saying, I wish I had. I love that. It is great advice. And I, I'm just curious, were you always successful? <laughs> well, I have definitely had what other people might look at as failures. I just don't happen to look at them as failures. I, whatever happens in my life, whether it looks good or it looks bad, I always give thanks. I always say, thank you, God, which is the God of your understanding, even if it's painful, because I absolutely know that there's no such thing as failure. You learn how not to do it next time. And also, it makes you stop and reevaluate. And oftentimes, yeah, you might have been going towards that goal, but you might have been going towards the wrong goal. And when you have what seems like a failure, it stops you in your tracks. And then you can course correct and go towards the goal that you're really meant to go to. So have I been successful? In my estimation, I've always been successful. In somebody else's estimation, maybe not. But the truth is, is that we stop ourselves from going for our dreams because we're afraid of failure. Failure in whose eyes? You know what failure is to most people? Looking bad in front of somebody else. And because we think that people are watching us, I hate to break the news to you, you're not that important to anybody. They're not waiting to see whether you're going to succeed or fail. And here you do, you stop yourself. What would you do if you knew that nobody was watching? What would you do in your life if you just did it for yourself and not the approval of people because they're not watching you? They're too busy worrying about what other people are thinking about them to think about you. So, and also, of course, my favorite expression, what would you do if you absolutely knew you couldn't fail? Because the truth is you can't because you never do. You just learn a way not to do it next time. Well, I think that's really inspiring for people because that fear of failure or I see people a lot in that perfection trap, like I can't do it because it's not perfect yet or I haven't figured it all out. It's, it's just go start the dance, right? And you learn along the way. And if you look back at everything that looked like a failure, it always turns out to be a blessing. So when it's happening, give thanks for it because the more you give thanks for it when it's happening, the sooner the perfection will reveal itself to you. I mean, for example, my husband and I, we, um, my former husband, still my darling friend. It's just that our, the marriage part of our friendship was over. So we're still great friends, but we lost a huge amount of money, which in something that turned out to be a Ponzi scheme. Everybody else was like, oh my gosh, as if it were the end of the world. The truth is I wouldn't be sitting here today if that didn't happen. Because as you know, I started my company in, in um, 1980 and it became hugely successful. I stopped my company in order to be a mom at home and I stayed home with my kids for uh, about 20 years. And then when the 20 years were up and I really should get back to teaching and speaking around the world, I didn't have to because we had so 
much money. And I kept trying to inspire myself to get out on the speaking circuit again, but it's hard when you don't really have to work. So I think there are a lot of lessons there. And one is when we did lose that money and it was like, oh, now I got to go make some. I give thanks every day that that happened because I knew I could make it again, but I was too lazy to do it when it was just, I didn't have to go out. And then I did. And thank you, God, for taking that money away. Wow. So I love the fact of how much you give thanks, even in what would seem to most people disastrous, right? And and I would love to, if you could share one or two principles about, about success that people can implement right now, what would they be? Well, I will share with you my favorite one that I learned from one of my favorite teachers, and his name was Daniel Poneman, also known as my son, who you know because you interviewed him in prop in your book, Profit of Kindness. And um, I'm going to make a long story short, but I want to include the salient points. Daniel was born loving basketball. Must have been some past life because he was shooting hoops before he could even walk. He His fifth birthday party, all the other kids were at Chuck E. Cheese. He insisted his be at Michael Jordan's restaurant. <laughs> so I love that. And when he was a freshman, he made the A-team, but white boys decidedly cannot jump. And he was one of the only white kids on his team. So he never got a minute of playing time. But he noticed when he would go, we lived in Chicago, so he went to all of the games with the team and he noticed that he had an eye for talent. So he started a website, chicagohighschoolbasketball.com. And when he was 16, he became famous for having an eye for talent and being able to scout high school players for college coaches. And when he was 16, there was a full page article about him in Sports Illustrated, why college hoops coaches seek the advice of a 16 year old scout. But here's the principle. So Daniel, who is, he's a real, he's a mensch. You know, he is just a good, good person. And he was getting a lot of people's scholarships by writing up uh, about them on his website. But he realized it was too slow. And also the Division I kids really didn't need his help. It was the Division II kids that would go to junior colleges needed his help. So he decided to put on basketball showcases, invite a bunch of coaches and watch the kids play. Okay, so he started, we never discourage our kids, whatever their dream is, we will not be the the discouragement committee. If God gives them that impulse to start something, we say, you go for it. And if it doesn't work out, it's their lesson to learn. It's not for me to stop them with my, you know, imprints from what I think is going to be successful or not. I don't have an, an idea because it's all based on false beliefs that we've garnered from our whole life. So anyway. You mean, wait a sec, parents don't have crystal balls? Is that what you're saying? (laughs) (laughs) Well, and it's funny because we think we do. But I always raise my kids when they would come to me for advice. I'd, I'd always say, well, what do you think? Because if we give them all the answers, they don't exercise that muscle of being independent thinkers. But anyway, so back to the story. Daniel puts on his first showcase. 30 coaches, no, 10 coaches and 30 kids. And he was very proud of that. And the next year he did it again. And there were about 30 coaches and about 60 kids. Well, in the last 10 years, Daniel, his last showcase had 350 kids and about 150 coaches. And to date, he's generated over $50 million from his showcases and college scholarship money for kids in the inner city of Chicago. 
So wow. Now, where does the principle of success come in? So Daniel would, and he was living on our couch because he would not take a penny for himself because he started this nonprofit and he raised money mostly for my friends. <laughs> and I'm sure you <laughs> donated. And he um, started this nonprofit so that the kids could come to the showcases for free. All right. Because most people, kids could be in showcases, but it was $150, which most of those kids did not have. Right. So, but one day I say to Daniel, Daniel, honey, I love what you're doing. However, don't you think you can make some money for yourself? And he said to me, and here's the principle, mom, don't worry about it. I'm building relationship capital. Relationship capital. That's, that's a success principle. Yes. Absolutely. And I said, and what exactly is relationship capital? He says, when you do something for people without any thought of return, just because you want to lift them up, just because you want to help them out, you will, it will always come back. So the end of the story is then I go back a few months later, maybe a year later, Daniel, maybe a little money goes, mom, you just have to trust me. I'm building relationship capital. Long story short, about a year after that, he decides that he wants to make a movie on basketball in Chicago. He asks one of the people that he built relationship capital with, and they gave him almost a half a million dollars oh my to gosh. make a movie, okay? Which, by the way, was nominated for an Emmy, Best Long uh, Form Sports Documentary. is called Shot in the Dark. A few years after that, he realizes, yes, he probably should make some money. And he decides he wants to start his own professional sports agency. And somebody that he built relationship capital with gave him millions of dollars to start his own sports agency. It's called Beyond Athlete Management, beyond.am. And he has like, I don't know, eight or 10 agents working for him. They're all twice his age. He's only 20, he's now 28, he's only 28. And, um, but because he built that relationship capital, he also built relationship capital with, with kids that then went on to be in the NBA who fly him in their private jet to watch them play and, you know, ply him with caviar and champagne. So relationship capital, I'll say one other thing about it. When I said to him, Daniel, I love that concept. Thank you for teaching it to me. He said to me, mom, you're welcome but I learned it from you. And I said, what do you mean you learned it from me? He says, because in your seminar, you teach to treat everybody as the most important person in the world. You taught me that the person in front of you is the most important person in the world. And don't be, don't be looking around the room for somebody more important to talk to. And I always lived that. I always treated the person in front of me as the most important person in the world, no matter their age, their race, their gender, their you know, socioeconomic place in society, they were always the most important person in the world. And it's just, an, it's just another way of uh, building relationship capital. You are amazing. Deborah. I, every time I talk to you, I'm learning something. I know you have an amazing seminar. Will you actually, uh, is there just any last thoughts before you let people know how to get a hold of you? Yes, the, my, I do have last thought that is on the same theme. And it's actually at the beginning when we talked about what a success, I almost said it then, but I'm going to say it now. You know, the universe never gives you a desire without giving you everything you need to fulfill that desire. The, the God of your understanding is not a trickster, is not going to give you a desire and then say, but ha ha. 
I'm not going to give you what you need to fulfill it. Joke's on you. It doesn't work that way. Okay. However, there is a little bit of a caveat. And I learned this from an, somebody, a dear friend of mine named Terry, who learned it when she was an AA. And, um, and that is when you ask God for something, you will get only one of three answers. Yes, not yet. Or I love you too much to give that to you. There is something better on the way. Now that can help anybody feel good about anything that comes down the pike, right? And that's what I find about you is that level of enthusiasm, the power of who you are always speaks volumes. And I know that everybody, you know, always feels that in your presence. And, and I know that people watching this would probably want to be in your presence and everything that you offer. Well, look, please let them know how they can find you and what you might have to give away would be wonderful. Yeah. Well, the best point of entry would be I wrote an ebook. Uh, I think you know this, Jill, that I was about to have my a book published by a New York publisher and I gave it all up to be a mom at home. That's another part of my story because <laughs> I teach people to follow their heart. So how could I not follow my heart when my heart was with my baby? So I gave up the uh, having my book published. But people say, when are you going to write a book? When are you so I wrote an ebook. And what I did is I took all of the most salient success principles that I teach, and I put it in a 40-page ebook. And it's called The Five Secrets to a Life of True Success. And it is excellent. And it is free for your listeners at yes2success.com. And it's yes2, T-O, not the number. Yes2success.com forward slash ebook. No dash, just ebook. And that's my gift to you. Oh, thank you. So this is Deborah Poneman. I'm sure you've enjoyed our short time together and you could talk to her and listen to her for hours. Go get, take her seminars, get involved with anything Deborah does because what she does is teaches you that formula for yes to success in your life. So thank you, Deborah, for being here today. I appreciate you. And I appreciate you and everything you have contributed to so many people's lives in so many ways. You know you're one of my favorite people on the planet. Oh, bless your heart. Thank you. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in. It's been a pleasure and honor to serve you. Um, go check out JillLublin.com. Lots of great stuff to play in so that your message gets out. And I want to invite you to practice a conscious act of kindness every single day. Bye for now.